Welcome to the first, I won't say the first official, but the first in-season episode of the Sports Ethos Washington Wizards podcast. I am one half of the dynamic duo for this show. I'm Corbin, the captain of the ship, the Washington Wizards, Wizards expert himself. Carthen is in the house. Carthen, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Excited about the season. Season's going pretty good. Going to see a little bit of Wizards basketball today. They play the Boston Celtics, so it's always a good day. Yes, sir. Game days. One of the best days. Absolutely. We are recording this uh, pretty much the, the, the day before the last day of the month, day before Halloween, the 30th of October. Um, Wizards are on tap to play the Celtics, as Carthen already said. We got a, a, a nice little schedule ahead for Washington. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But right now, we want to do preseason in the books, first week of the season in the books, second week almost over. We're, we're really just kind of looking at what we've seen from the Wizards so far this season. First five games are are done, the history I um, just want to run through some numbers here before we turn over to Carthen to kind of give us his perspective on where these Wizards are. But through the first five games, I mean, they could have started 4-1, but they're 3-2, and two, which isn't bad. Uh, for him to strengthen the schedule, uh, they're just a scoring margin. They're 18th. They're 19th in offensive rating, 10th in defensive rating, 7th in shooting, uh, and then 4th in defensive shooting. So they have some good numbers, turnovers toward the end of the league. They're 28th. Offensive rebounding, unfortunately, they're also toward the back there as well. Uh, but defensive rebound, they're okay, and the defensive shot profile looks pretty good. So we've had a very interesting set of numbers for this team. Uh, Carthen, I mean, listen, you know, you've been watching these games. You've been, as they say, in the trenches here in Washington. Like, what have you seen so far from this Wizards unit, you know, that has you encouraged? Let's start with the good, then we can do some bad, and then maybe even some ugly if you feel up to it. Okay, sound good. So, yeah, I've been watching the Wizards game for the past five games, and I tell you, the good things that I'm saying is compared to previous seasons, defense is up, and I'm excited about that. Their defense is up. They are communicating. They're moving with the ball. They're not just standing around stagnant like they have in previous years. They've been actually able to stop some people. It's not they have yet to give up the the norm of last year, the – 120 game, uh, 120 points per game rule that they had because it was bad that a lot of insiders would sit there and say, first of 120 wins the game. Well, this year it hasn't been that situation <laughs> because they haven't given up 120 yet. So, I mean, I'm really intrigued. I'll, 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 I'll say without saying the 120 in regular season because they did give over 120 in the Cleveland game, but that was because they went into overtime. So normally our regular season was first to 120, but it hasn't been that way so far this year. So defense has been looking really, really good this year. Um, as far as shooting, shooting has been okay. They still are doing so-so when it comes to three-point line. They're actually average this year compared to last year we were in the bottom five. So they're doing a lot better when it comes to that, but one thing that they definitely have been working on and got some better three-point shooters this year. So you can definitely see the difference in the team when it comes to that. That's definitely good to see. Like you said, I mean, defensively we saw, I mean, I want to say the start of last year for Washington, you know, with that unit, they had most of the Lakers kind of guys, the KCP, of course, um, you know, you look at a, a guy like Kyle Kuzma, you know, units like that, like, Defensively, I thought they were okay. They had a nice start last year, but is there? But then we saw how that fizzled out, right? We saw what happened, you know, after the first ten games or so. 
the Wizards kind of fell into what the Wizards have been the last couple of years. Is there anything you've seen so far, either defensively or offensively, that you have hope that, listen, not only is it good right now, but this is something that can continue? Like, there's signs of not just improvement, but sustaining sustaining adequacy, excellence, whatever you want to call it. Something you've seen from this unit that you're like, okay, we can kind of hang our hats on, A, being a great shooting team, B, you know, being able to lock up come crunch time. What have you kind of picked up from that? Well, one thing that I can hang my definitely hang my hat on is the one thing that everybody saw when it came to the Wizards last year is we had no team chemistry. You had a lot of guys on the team that were me guys. They they weren't a we or us. They were me. And in the beginning of the year, you saw the talent that the Wizards had. But as we started to progress and play better and get better as a team, our record started to get better. You saw that me starting to come out of a lot of guys. I need my touches. I need this. I need that. So far this year, it doesn't seem like that exists on this team. They, Tommy Shepard has done an excellent job of building this team out to get guys who fit Wes Unsell Jr.'s style of play as well as good team chemistry guys, good, good guys that are okay with playing their role. And because of that, it shows on the basketball court. Um. Other things that I see from the team that I can say I can hang the hat, my hat on is the abilities that the team has between the two different units, the um, the, the starters and then the second unit. There is a lot of chemistry between both of those units. Uh, Wes Ansel Jr. did a really good job by starting Denny Avdia over Will Barton to have that defensive stopper in the starting unit and to put Will Barton in the second unit to be that microwave score, which was something a lot of people um, in the DC area was have, was wondering how he was going to go about things. Was he going to start Denny? Was he going to start Will? Was he going to start Rui at the three? And in the beginning of the year during training camp, he said that that position was wide open, but by putting, um, by starting Denny Avdia at the three and putting Will and Rui on in the second unit, it allowed the second unit to have scores. Guys that when they put in the second unit, they can come in and the second unit is not going to necessarily lose games because they can't score. They can still be able to hold their own with two bona fide scores in Will Barton and Rui Hachimura that could keep them in where they were or or be able to build on a league, which is something that we've seen three out of the four games and uh, so far this season. Definitely, definitely. I feel that. And the ability to have not only consistent scoring, but not all coming from one guy. I mean, we talked about this in our very first episode, but and we'll talk about this more, obviously, when we kind of do our deeper dive episode into the offseason. We never really got a chance to really get into it. But the Bradley Beal decision, how much was on his plate and how much could he realistically carry? And so to see that, okay, there are other faucets with which to get offense from, whether that be Beal, whether that be Porzingis, you know, whether it be Kyle Kuzma. It's nice to have a diversified offensive attack for sure. And like you said, that plus the attention to detail in terms of picking up the intensity on the defensive end, 
only helps a team that, like I said, you know, they 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 really could be four and one. They had a little letdown against Indiana this past week. Indiana came out hot, and mind you, Indiana, we saw what they did to Brooklyn a couple of days after that. Indiana's on slots right now. But regardless, I mean, you're seeing a unit right now that is showing a decent um, ability to kind of do both sides of the basketball game, you know, score the ball and potentially stop the other team from scoring. So that's really good to see. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. They could and sh- they could have been 5-0. and oh, Okay, 5-0. Oh. you look at the uh, Cleveland game, going into the fourth quarter, they were up by double digits. That is true. And with them being up by double digits, they gave that game away in the fourth quarter, in which had they continued to play, press on the way they were in the beginning of the game, they would have won that game easily. And then also, DeLon Wright got injured. Yeah, and that's, and that's another. That was another big blow. You said it. Like I'm, I'm glad you point out the, the the stats of where they were in terms of their team. Because yeah, winnable games. Every game they've been in has certainly been winnable, right? Um, even against a Cleveland team that I thought talent wise was a little bit better. The fact they were by double digits going to fourth shows you that they had the advantage and they could have sustained it. So that is possible. Um, but yeah, you, I guess we can kind of go into the bad now. You did a perfect transition from what we've seen from the good to what we've seen from the bad. Now, the bad is one big thing is injury, right? Um, came up last year. You know, we saw what happened with, with Kuzma toward the end of the year, Beal, Brzingis for a bit. And now we're seeing early this year DeLon Wright, who is easily the team's best perimeter defender. Uh, he's expected to miss six to eight weeks with that right hamstring injury. Uh, it was announced it was a grade two strain of his right hamstring um, during the fourth quarter of last week's win against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, he played 16 game, minutes in that game. So the Wizards said they're going to reevaluate his injury in approximately three weeks, but that the expectation is that he can miss nearly two months. That's reported by Adrian Wojnarowski. Now, Carthen, that's that's kind of a blow. You know, having a really good, a really good guard defender be out for almost two months of the season. Uh, let's get your thoughts on just what you saw him bring to the table, what his loss is going to mean to his Wizards team, who could step up and try to bring what he brought to the table. Not a whole lot there. But let's throw it to you and kind of get that, okay? Because I'm so, I'm be honest with you, that wasn't kind of a big – that wasn't kind of a blow. <laughs> that was a big blow. Okay. Because DeLon Wright was also our closing point guard. So each of the first three games of the season, DeLon Wright was the closer when it came to the point guard. Monte Morris started the game, but DeLon Wright closed them out because of his defensive prowess. He could lock down a team's go-to perimeter player, whether they play one through three. They would move him to the guy who was the one putting in work, and he would not just shut him down, but – he would make it very, very hard for him. And, and in the fourth quarter, in the first three games, the their leading score, the team's leading score didn't go off in the fourth quarter. And it's because DeLon Wright was in there playing against them. I think two out of the three, two out of the three first games, uh, uh, three of the first games, he played the whole fourth quarter at the point guard position because of how well he plays defense. The Wizards now have this thing where they have a defensive uh, MVP, like wrestling belt. They at the end of the game, whoever played the best defense get the belt. Well, DeLon <laughs> Wright's had it and nobody else has had it. So that tells you how much of a uh, defensive star worth he's been for this team that no one else on the team has gotten the belt, uh, has taken the belt from him. Um, so, 
losing him is going to be a really, really huge blow to what the Wizards are doing. And to be honest with you, you saw it when they played against Indiana. You asked the question of who do I think can step up and take on that void. Mm -hmm. The person that I feel could do it doesn't have the, um, they don't have the, uh, I can't think, I'm losing my train. Huh? Like, you don't think they have the juice for it? Like, they don't it's have... Not the juice. He's He he doesn't have the confidence. That's, okay. that's the word. He doesn't have oh, the confidence to do it. I think it. I know and, who you're talking about, too, but and, let's, let's drop and the that's, name. That's Johnny Davis. Johnny oh, Davis was really? known for his defense at Wisconsin, not just him being the do-it-all offensive guy. His hat was on defense. But also, I would say Will Barton. Because last year, Will Barton was top 20 in defensive rating last year when it came to defensive wings. And so Will Barton has been really good at getting uh, deflections and things like that. But I can see the Wizards playing Denny more at the three Mm -hmm. more than they were in the beginning of the year. Because Denny's doesn't have the stamina that he uh that he should have, but that's because he's been injured all preseason. He played throughout he played for Israel throughout the summer. Over the offseason, yeah. Came in, got injured at the beginning of training camp, and he's still working his stamina back up to being able to play a full set of minutes for the team. So DeLon Wright was able to hold that uh hold that up for him so that he didn't have to put in the 25 to 20, 25 to 30 minutes a game mm. being our defensive stalwart, but he's definitely got to step up. But if Johnny Davis could get some confidence, I think he could take on that responsibility, but I don't know if he has it to be honest. And that's the, that's the only thing that's stopping him from being able to really crack some minutes into the rotation is he needs to play with the confidence he had at Wisconsin. I was, you know, I was going to say, he's somebody, unfortunately, I hate to do this, but he's going to be someone I get to when we go to, like, the ugly part of what we've seen from the Wizards so far this season. Facts. But, and I don't even know if that's, if that's really fair. I mean, he's a rookie, but just from what we have not seen since Summer League. And, yes, yeah, only been five games, small sample size. But how many games does it take for you to go, hmm, you know, maybe this isn't what we thought it was going to be. I don't know. We'll talk about it in a second. But I'm with you in terms of, having a guy step up and not worry that could be that guy because you're right. Johnny Davis is known for his mid-range scoring, you know, lifting a, a terrible Wisconsin team and also being that kind of hard-nosed kind of point-of-attack defender that was a scorer who could do it on both sides of the ball, which isn't always a guarantee as we know in this league, right? So that was something that he definitely was supposed to bring to the table. Um, I'm surprised by Will Barton because you're right. Will Barton, he definitely stepped up midway last year. I did not know the stat that you brought up about him being that defensive kind of wing. So that's really kind of cool, but you definitely don't think of him as a, as, a, as a defender in that way. And Monty Morris, while he can get after it, is just kind of undersized, right? Correct. So there's the concern there. I think looking at Denny, you're right. Not only is it just a lot of pressure for him coming off an injury and playing off season, but also he's somebody that is really – I mean, the Wizards have a team, I feel personally, that's like tweeners in the 3-4. 
Like, he can guard on switches, ones, occasionally, and twos. But really, it's threes and fours. Hard stop at five. Maybe not there. You know, like, fives and ones, probably not his jurisdiction. It's really that, you know, yeah, that two through four, three and four primarily. So, it'd be nice for him to step up. In fact, that's what I thought you were going to talk about. Because confidence-wise, I feel like he could do it. He Last year, remember, he was getting all these stops. And he put the X up when he did. It was like, all right, cool. We're that way. I don't know. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely looking at that as, as somebody that could step up in a major way. Um, I just don't know, like you said, the confidence there for Denny. But Johnny Davis, listen, I, I mean, if you're ready, let's kind of go to the ugly here because that's why I'm out with Johnny Davis. And I love that guy. He was one of my favorite draft picks this past year. Um, and it, he's only played two games, right? Yeah, he's only played and, in two. Mm-hmm, and, and, and mind you. Two games, limited minutes, like five minutes combined. So it's really not a whole lot. I think what I'm not even down on is not the numbers because the numbers are going to look great when you play five minutes in two games. Unless you Bradley Beal or something, you're really not going to put that much production in that short amount of time. That's just not going to happen, right? So it's not even two points, one of four. Like, none of that stuff really matters. I think what does matter is the fact that I don't know Wes Unsell Jr. as a coach and his philosophy. I mean, probably you've seen more cards just from seeing preseason. But the Wizards have a need at that guard spot. And yet somehow Davis can't get himself off the bench. And it's coming from a guy who we saw in Summer League not really have a whole lot to bring in Summer League. Mind you, take Summer League with a grain of salt. We get it. But if you carry over from Summer League and you still aren't able to kind of get yourself in a spot where there's openings for you. I look at a Cam Thomas in Brooklyn. Like there's openings for him to play. And yet he's Stuck on the bench. Like, at some point, you have to wonder if it's something that we ain't seeing from you that is making that a possibility as to why you're not getting playing time. Because I don't know if I blame Coach Unseld for that. So I throw it over to you, Carthen, because you've seen more Davis in general than I have. Um, but why are we not seeing him? Because he is somebody that you would think you could bring in some, not instant offense off the bench, but someone who could get to his spots and make some shots. Somebody who defensively can guard your ones and twos in ways that Denny and Monte Morris and Will Barton cannot do, and yet we haven't seen him. So I, I really want to get your feedback on that. Okay. Well, when it comes to Davis, it, it all boils down to one word, confidence. And I saw it in the preseason. Like you said, we, we saw him up close and personal. We saw we we were there during uh during the NBA Summer League. Yeah. And going back to his freshman year at, at Wisconsin. They didn't get a whole lot out of him. He didn't have a whole lot of confidence. His his sophomore year, he he understood the game a lot better. He understood the speed of the game, which is some something that uh, that some people have a hard time uh, learning how to adjust to the speed of the next level. And um, he's he seems to be one of those guys. He's not the quickest. He's not the most uh, I drew of guys either. To be honest with you, the one guy that he reminds me of, if you think way, way back in the day, he reminds me of, um, he came out of Virginia, he just got traded to Boston. Uh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon? Malcolm Brogdon. You think about Malcolm Brogdon when he came out of out of Virginia. Virginia played that really, really slow style of basketball. They still do, where it was a lot of passing. You didn't need to have the the most uh, speed in the world to be able to play for the Virginia uh, coach. He was all about ball movement, 
playing good defense, shooting the ball when you were open, and things like that, which is exactly how Wisconsin's offense went with their team. They weren't the fastest, but they played really, really good defense. They played a very slow style of offense, and they were very, very efficient. Johnny Davis reminds me of Michael Brogdon. Everybody say, oh, he's not a point guard this, he's not a point guard that. Well, neither was Michael Brogdon coming out of uh, out of Virginia. Michael Brogdon played the two three coming out of Virginia, but he was a really good. He could handle the ball very well, mm. and even to this day, Malcolm Brogdon is not a world beater when it comes to speed. No. He's a very very smart, efficient point guard. He Just shoots the ball when he's open, and he gets to his spots. He backs you down. He's a mid range assassin, and he's strong as all outdoors. He's not somebody that you're going to sit there and put a pencil on and tell him, go play defense, because the second you do that, he's going to post him up. He's going to body him down in the paint and lay the ball up off the, off the glass. Johnny Davis is that same type of player, but the only difference is it's the confidence. To me, Johnny Davis is a better basketball player coming out of Wisconsin than Malcolm Brogdon was coming out of Virginia. Okay. I mean, and he so, did come with the pedigree like that. Yeah, I can see that. And that's why that's why he got drafted uh, top ten was because of his defense and his ability to play extremely confident. I mean, you think about it when he when they played against Purdue last year. Now we got Jay Navi who went number four, who we just saw play a couple games ago with Detroit. When he played against him in college last year, he dropped thirty seven on him. You don't just drop thirty seven with your eyes closed. A blind squirrel don't find a nut that many times. So <laughs> <That's true. laughs> the guy has game. He has the ability. The only difference is he's got to have the confidence to do it. But to, but my question comes into play is what is the Washington Wizards doing to help him with his confidence? Because he's played in two games, and I believe he's only shot the ball four times in two games. And when he and he actually got some decent minutes. The other day when they played against uh, Indiana, he got put in the game not in, in garbage time minutes. He actually played in the second quarter. He played in the third quarter. Like so, help him, yeah. So, but he still wouldn't shoot the ball, and he still wasn't aggressive. So, my question then becomes: Washington Wizards, what are you doing to help him with his confidence? Because to me, I would be putting him in position to. Sh- to his strengths and say, I want you to go out there and get me a bucket. Because once his confidence starts to come into play, I think Johnny Davis will be an extremely valuable player, role player to this team, even as early as this year. Yeah. I mean, you look at a guy, you know, like a Corey Kispert, who made an impact last year. Really thought he was going to be more, just coming in as a shooter. Um, people kind of questioned the pick where it was for Washington team that you thought would have made more of a bet on upside or whatever. And Kispert produced, you know, not in the way that you thought he would too, better defensively, not as good shooting the three as you thought he would, but there was a need. He fit that need and you're right. He flourished. And so I like what you brought up in terms of breaking down the game of Davis, because you think about it and what he brings to the table. Yeah. Like that'd be nice for Washington to use right now. Uh, and it's just a shame that right now they haven't been able to to get anything out of him in that way. Mind you, Again, very early in the season, we get that, right? He's only played two games. We're only five games in. It's going to be a tough stretch coming up where you might get some more minutes from Johnny Davis. Might be over today's game as we're recording right now. 
We don't know, but we'll, obviously we'll be able to tell you next week, you know, when we get back here on the mic. But, Carthen, anything else on the ugly? And uh, oh, Donnie yeah. Davis is almost an asterisk there, but I know you probably got some real points. So let, let's get at him. Oh, yeah. So, one big thing on the ugly, rebounding. They are horrible this year so far in rebounding, offensively and defensively. They give up a ton of offensive rebounds. Right now, this year, it, looking at the stats, Offensive rebounds, they are giving up. They've given up 54 offensive rebounds so far this year. And they've averaging about 10 point opposing teams are averaging about 10.8 rebound uh, offensive rebounds mm-hmm. a game. That's not going to do it. <laughs> you, if it wasn't for the fact that they have been good on other defensive uh, metrics this year, mm-hmm. they could very easily be sitting at one and five just based off of the way that they rebound. The teams that they are playing against have out-rebound them in a very bad way. And so to have a team where you're starting backcourt, the shortest person is 6'9", and you got a 7'3 center, and then you have a backup center who can jump and touch his head on the rim – at a standstill, there's no way that we should be getting out rebound in the way that we are. Mm-hmm. And most of our three, four, three, four, five combination, everybody's at least six, nine or taller. And because of that, you question what is the philosophy when it comes to rebounding? Mm-hmm. Because watching the games, we have too many people, in my opinion, going back for transition defense compared to crashing the boards. And even on the defensive end, there are too many people going down court instead of staying back to get the defensive rebound to be able to make it so that we can go and have a offensive possession. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the two games that they lost, they got crushed on the boards. They could not stop. Um, they couldn't stop Jared Allen on the boards. They couldn't stop Miles Turner on the boards the other day when they were playing Indiana, and that was the key to the game. It, it it was that, and then the other ugly is they are fouling extremely too much. The all, the other teams are getting way too many free throw attempts. Indiana won that game because they were 30 for 33 at the line. You can't wow. win games when teams are scoring 30 points from the line. No, it's not going to do it. And so that's the that's one thing. They got to be able to play better defense. When it comes to the defensive side, they got to be able to play better defense without fouling. Yeah. When they, yeah. Lost to, when they lost to Cleveland, I think going into the fourth quarter, Cleveland has shot over 30-something free throw attempts, and the Wizards had only had 16. Wow. So if you're not getting to the line and you're constantly sending the teams to the line, it doesn't matter how good you are uh, playing on offense. Mm-hmm. You're giving them the ability to be able to beat you from the line. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're playing into their hands when you do stuff like that. And like you said, if you leave leaving points on the board from the free throw line, I can come back to haunt you. Uh, take it from someone who watched a lot of Lakers games. Leave points at the three-point line, too. Sorry. Um, but also, like you said, when you being out-rebounded, Miles Turner had a monster rebounding game. You mentioned the other guys. Monster rebounding games. Not just, like, good, adequate rebounding games. We're talking 18, 19 rebounds. 
Wizards being able to play good defense, run out 18 seconds of a 24-second shot clock. Team puts up a bad shot. They get the rebound again, and now all that's for naught because you got to do it again. And that says something to the Wizards' defense that they've been able to do it so far, right? But like you said, bro, like, you get that many rebounds, it's only so many possessions you can take with that top-tier defense before you get a lag here, a misrotation there, a slip to the basket, a wide-open three. You know, the breakdowns open themselves up more when you balance three months you're not getting it. And so I ask you, Carthen, is that something you've seen in terms of – you kind of mentioned scheme in terms of leaking out, maybe not staying crashing the boards. Is that – um, unselled, kind of going more towards small ball lineups. Is that Porzingis? We know Porzingis isn't a prolific rebounder in his own right, but what are you thinking in terms of reasonings as to how that could improve and why you've seen that kind of be a reoccurring issue so far? Personally, I think it has a lot to do with um, the Wizards play too much on the perimeter. And being outside, no matter how much size you got, if everybody's on the perimeter and nobody's inside to crash the boards, then the other team is always going to have the opportunity to be able to grab the rebounds. When you have that much height out there, there's no reason that teams should be grabbing that many uh, boards over you. So you look at it that right now through five games, like I said, the Wizards are the Wizards opponents are averaging ten point eight offensive rebounds a game. Now the Wizards are doing better when it comes to defensive rebounds. They're they're averaging thirty four point two, where the opposing teams is thirty one point two. So they're getting more defensive rebounds than than uh, their opponents. But if you're giving up ten offensive rebounds a game, you're now giving them ten more shots against the goal than what you are putting up. So that right there is a is something that's extremely big that needs to be corrected. And the only way that you can correct that is you got to get more bodies in the paint. You get the one thing that I, I've noticed, you know, in, in the league, the league always has uh peaks and valleys and the league always the league continues to turn. Everybody, when uh, Golden State started going to the small ball five, five out system, then people started to get away from big men and trying to get the lean, linky shooting big men. And now there's a shift starting to go back into the NBA of teams starting to go getting traditional big men again, traditional fours, traditional fives. Those are the guys that are in there to crash the boards, and they're starting to realize they're starting to realize again that. Rebounds matter. And you can't just go in there with a bunch of linky small guys when you got teams like Cleveland who got two seven-footers on their team that don't shoot threes that dominate the that dominate the paint. I think we need to be able to get back to getting some of those type of guys that their job is rebounds. Their job is protect the paint. And it will make a huge difference with what the Wizards have going on because you need those type of guys. Yeah, no, you do. I mean, the old adage goes, rebounds gets rings, right? They don't say after nothing, right? So exactly. that, that definitely is the case there. Man, this has been interesting, just kind of looking back what we've seen so far, early observations, 
uh, let's before we close this bad boy out here, let's kind of project, right? We got what I'm calling contenders week. Like you said before we went on the air, what's well, going to be a real important week for the Washington Wizards. We're going to be back here at the end of the week. And in that span of time, the Wizards will have played the Celtics by the time we finish or by the time we finish recording, the game will still be, will be, will be well underway. But they got that game, right? Celtics, top end of the East. Then they got the 76ers tomorrow, on Monday rather. Uh, on Wednesday, they got a rematch with the 76ers. First game in Washington, second game in Philadelphia. And on Friday, at home, they're hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Nets have had some some turmoil, right? Between just injuries and Kyrie and all that, huh? On and off the air. There you go. On and off the court, all off the air. They got all types of stuff going on. But at the end of the day, they're still a formidable team, especially with what they can bring to the table in terms of offensive firepower that Washington may not be able to match defensively. But we'll be able to see. It's going to be exciting. But we're going to go live probably right after that Brooklyn Nets game. In the meantime, between time of that, though, I want to ask you, Carthen, what are you looking at? Looking at these two teams over the course of three games or four games, count the Celtics, this week, what are you looking at for the Wizards to kind of focus on? Um, what do you think they're going to kind of succeed with? And then lastly, I'm putting you on the spot. What do you think their record is going to be by the time we get on Friday? <laughs> okay, so with Boston, that's going to be an intriguing game. And like you said, I know that's going on right now, but that's a real intriguing game because – I see Washington trying to be more like a Boston style of team. Very good defensive-minded team that has scores on the team. I think that's where they are trying to emulate. So seeing how they play against them tonight is going to be a really, really big test. They don't have their defensive stopper, whereas Boston does. Boston has the reigning defensive uh, MVP on their team. And DeLon Wright was DeLon Wright was playing at that type of level prior to his injury. So that's one thing that they have going for them that the Wizards don't have going right now. But as far as the Wizards, seeing how they play against a team that they're trying to be will be a really, really big test for them. The Philadelphia 76ers. That's going to be a really big test, too, because it's the first time that the Wizards are going to be playing with their new sort of big three with yeah. Bill, Kuz, and KP, which the Wizards played really, really well against Philadelphia last year. Um, I think they had a three-on-one record against Philadelphia last year without that type of big three. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they go against Philadelphia uh, this year with the the new team because I think that the Wizards are a much improved team than they are, than they were last year as an overall team. Makes sense. Makes sense for sure. Brooklyn, it's going to depend on what Brooklyn show up. <laughs> because Washington mm-hmm. swept Brooklyn last year. Wow, I did not know that. And Brooklyn is all gas, no breaks. I like that. They don't stop anybody. So if they're not on, they're going to lose bad. But if they are on, then they're going to make it a game. Mm -hmm. But again, it all depends on which Brooklyn team shows up. It also all depends on if the Wizards can go and get stops. Because if they play the way they played Indiana yesterday 
or I mean, the way they play Indiana, the, their last game, mm-hmm. they're gonna get uh, the Nets is gonna stomp a mud hole in them because they're that much more of a prolific offense than Indiana is, and you see what Indiana did to them. Exactly. So it's really going to depend on a lot of which team shows up because if the Wizards show up and play defense the way they did the first three games, I think that they have a great chance to go to, to win all of these games. But if they don't show up to play defense, they could very well lose all these games. So I see you put me on the spot. I did. I did. I was ready for that. Because yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's true. The Wizards could win all three. They could also lose all three. And where they fall, there's no telling right now. But you're the expert on this. Like I said, I love being the co-host on this show because I get to just spring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I love bold. I'm going to make a bold prediction. They're going to go three and one. Ooh. You know, I'm writing that down. You know, yeah, we got, put, you, put, we got put, Google Doc for a reason. Uh, put it down. They're going <laughs> three right. and one. Three and one. And I haven't. Even, I'm not even watching the Boston game, so I don't even know what the score is at this Who's current moment. Right yeah. But I think that the only game that they're going to lose is going to be the game tomorrow against Philadelphia. Okay. The one where they play in Philly. Second half of back to back in Philly. Yeah. The second when they play in Philly, they're going to lose. And it's going to be because of the second night of the back to back. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, well, hold on. Let me let me look at the schedule so I can make sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they play, they're going to lose. Let me rephrase. They're going to lose in Philly. So they're going to lose November the second in Philly. Okay. Three and one. Three and one. They're going to lose loss, in Philly. Only loss at Philly. Yeah. All right. I'm I, I'm I'm, I'm making a bold prediction. It's it's, it's bold, <laughs> but <laughs> I I I say that because, again, like I said, the Wizards are a different team this year than they have been in previous years. They are playing better team defense. They're, the infighting isn't going on. People are taking their roles seriously. Will Barton is being uh, being that veteran leader that we need, like like Russell Westbrook was the year he was here, like the year Paul Pierce was. Mm-hmm. When you watch the games, you can hear Will Barton cursing people out when they ain't doing their job. Yeah, he's he's playing that role, and with him playing that role, the team is responding to to that. Kuz yeah. is playing that role. Every everybody on the team is for we you hear them do their interviews they was like i don't care if i score two points as long as we win that's all i care about bradley bill was like that's i don't care if i score two points as long as everybody else is if i had two points and 15 assists i'm happy he said because that means everybody eating and we winning bradley bill throughout his entire career he he's known that when he puts up massive numbers scoring the wizards lose Every, I, I don't. We I think it. we saw it. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. When Bradley Bill scores forty or more points, I think he's only won one game out of all the forty point plus games he's had. That's he dropped wild. fifty twice in loss. So wild. he he understands that it's a team effort. It's a team game, and when his team is playing good, and he's playing good, 
they have a very great chance of winning. Of winning. So I will say when it comes to these these games this week, though, Mm -hmm. the one thing to watch out for is how the Wizards play defense without DeLon Wright. I believe DeLon Wright is the key to whether the Wizards make the playoffs without having to play in the play-in or they're in the play-in. They're going to the playoffs, but... Oh, wow, you just say it's the given they're in the playoffs. They're going to be one of the top ten in the East. Okay, all right. But the difference between whether they are top six or seven through ten is going to be how well they play defense while DeLon Wright is injured. There you go. There you go. Crazy that it, it listen, a lot in about two months' time, we'll have this show well underway. Seeing the return to line right, seeing where these wizards are, gonna be really important to kind of gauge their impact so far, their pace on this season, plus his addition. I'm glad we got one player though that kind of we can focus on as a key uh tent pole for this season for sure. So I, I I'm gonna throw another one out there for you. All right, I'm with it. You look back last year when it came to Golden State Warriors. Okay. Golden State Warriors were trying their best to stay afloat when um, when Draymond was out. Yeah, Draymond was gone for about two months last year. Mm-hmm. And even with Draymond being out for two months, Draymond Green almost won Defensive Player of the Year because when he came back, you saw the impact that he had for the Golden State Warriors on the defensive end. Absolutely. I believe that DeLon Wright will be in that same mold for the Wizards that Draymond was for Golden State last year. Whoa. Okay. I mean, listen, that's defensive player of the year talk, basically. Yeah. I got to add it. DeLon Wright, potential defensive player of the year. Or defensive defensive player of the year discussion. Yeah. In, in discussion. So through the five games, through the five games he's played in, or four games he's played in so far this year, defensively, DeLon Wright is averaging 2.8 steals a game, one block a game. He only averages 1.3 steals, I mean 1.3 fouls a game. So he's not fouling, but he's still impacting the game on that type of level defensively. Yeah. And on top of that, it does not – there isn't a stat track that I've been able to find that tracks deflections. Mm, okay. DeLon Wright gets a lot of deflections. He may not get the steal. Gets hands he, in the passing lanes. He always has his hands in the passing lanes. Okay. I mean, always. He And I, I don't know whether if he knocks – I haven't seen – been able to see a, a stat track to show whether – when he gets when they consider it a steal, is if he actually retrieves the ball or if he gets his hand in a passing lane, deflects it, and somebody else mm-hmm. gets the steal. Because I, I believe the way that it, it goes is whoever actually retrieves the ball gets the steal. Okay. If that is the case, if that's if if that's the case, then Delon Wright, if it was the opposite way, he might be averaging about five five steals a game. At wow. this current moment, because of the deflections that he gets, mm-hmm. as well yeah, as, like I said, 
you're a point guard averaging a block a game right now. He, those are the type of things that he does that impact the game, as well as it doesn't show on here that I'm able to find, and I'm I'm trying to look for those different type of defensive stats. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 eager to see when it comes to him. What is his opponent's field goal percentage against mm, him? Okay. Because yeah. defensively, the Wizards, like I said, they're doing great when it comes to field goal percentage against and, and things like that. I mean, field goal percentage against is uh, through five games is three is 431. They rank fourth in the league. Wow. And, and field goal percentage, they're ranked eighth in the league and three point. Um, Attempts that rank 19th and three point uh, percentage at 367, which is around average, the, the league average mm-hmm. um, for three point percentages made. But this all goes into the different stuff that the team is doing mm-hmm. that is making their defensive, uh, making them a better defensive team yeah. where teams aren't scoring. But again, the issue becomes. The amount of field goals, uh, shots that the teams are putting up because of all of the offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, you're stopping teams to thirty or forty three percent field goal percentage for wow. a game. Mm-hmm. But if they are shooting, if they're getting more shots up than you are, they're gonna have more cracks in the apple. Exactly. Exactly. Same with the rebound, like you said. Absolutely. So no, that's definitely gonna be a point to pay attention to and i think we're gonna have to start adding this to the show listen y'all we we cultivating the show we add new features we're gonna get carthen three points i'm already putting it down carthen three points for the next week we're gonna have upline we're gonna have outlined as a featured ad here because the insights you bring carthen in terms of seeing what you saw this week how they can apply it next week i think it's important as we follow along the season to kind of make notes see where we've improved see where they you know have fallen off like this will be something to add so Definitely, I know, I'm excited when we do our first mailbag. It's going to be a lot of fun here on the show. But listen, y'all, we got to get going. Uh, Celtic Woods well underway, and we got a good recap here what happened this past week. We are rolling. We're going to have regular episodes here weekly, um, maybe twice weekly. We'll figure it out as we go along. But you'll definitely be hearing our lovely voices every week talking Woods basketball. Uh, Carthen, let the fine folks know where they can find you, please, sir. Yeah, You can find me on Twitter at Carthen, that's C-A-R-T-H-A-N, M-B-A. You can find me on Instagram with the same name. Mm-hmm. Those are the places you can find me right now. I'm going to be trying to uh, put up a TikTok account to be able to, you know, just throw little nuggets out there to you, to, to the uh, Great Wizards Nation. And we're going to continue to build on it and, and try to get onto some more platforms. Exactly. Same as the show. We only starting right now. It's only going to get better from here. as we get better together watching these games and, and really giving our insights. So definitely make sure to follow Carthen. Yo, he's the real Wizards. I'm the co-host here for the ride. Talking about Wizards expert. He's your guy. So definitely check out Carthen NBA, Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Got it right? Yep. Awesome. Okay. Listen, for me, it's just simple. It's Corbin NBA. C-O-R-B-A-N-N-B-A. T- uh, Twitter, where I normally am, Instagram, where you'll find me as well. 
Uh, you can check out the Sports Ethos. This is a Sports Ethos presentation. Check them out on Twitter at Sports Ethos Online, sportsethos.com. Tons of great content, fantasy shows, team shows. Yours truly here with this show. Uh, my own Round Ball Ramble, which we got to get Carthen on as well. So there's definitely a lot of great content there across uh, three different sports. A lot of stuff going down. So definitely make sure to check out the fine folks of Sports Ethos. Again, on Twitter, at Sports Ethos, online, sportsethos.com. All right, y'all, it's been another. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. One more thing. Yes, sir. We do have a Sports Ethos Wizards uh, on Twitter. Ooh, so plug it. Plug definitely it. check that out as well. Sports mm-hmm. Ethos Wizards. There it is. You heard the man, Sports Ethos Wizards, get on it, y'all. Make sure to keep up with the content, you know, cars will be pumping out over there. We run that as well, so definitely look at that as well, Sports Ethos Wizards. But till next time, y'all, for Carthen, for myself, as always, we're frosty. Y'all stay frosty, and we will be back real, real soon. Let's go, Wizards. Go ahead and get them dubs.